Sunday with Miriam on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by BlackRock Health, providing patients with world-class clinical care and comfort, enabling swifter recoveries. But first this morning, if you're suffering from the January blues, we have a treat in store for you because my next guest will definitely put a smile on your face. He's the king of live comedy. He has, however, had to deal with a health scare of late, but he's found a new lease of life following heart surgery. And he's here with me in our studio 10. Good morning, Jason Byrne. Morning, Miriam. How are you? Listen, thanks so much. You drove all the way back from Galway last night because yeah. you were gigging there. Great gig. Oh, yeah, brilliant. In the black box in Galway, like rammed with just the west of Ireland's jumping and screaming we had great crack you know we even ended the whole gig in YMCA that's what we had to do they all loved dancing I brilliant. loved that it was just yeah breast, just mayhem loved it now listen do you mind taking us back for people who yeah. don't know your story and it's such an important one this morning I think mm. as well back to September 2021 what happened? oh yeah right well so I'm um, okay and, and, and why I love coming in to talk yeah. about this is that I've had so many people that have listened to what happened to me and go, oh, you're, you're only like 50. You're not yeah. even that old and you don't smoke and you don't drink and uh, you're, you're you, like, you, you look after yourself and you run and you do all that stuff. So like, and then they went, oh, I, I didn't think that could happen to someone like you. But mine's hereditary, right? Yeah. Just to tell you what happened. So I, I inherited like uh, high cholesterol from my mom and my dad. That, okay. that's, that's what happened to me. I had no idea that was going on inside my body, right? So I'm go- I went for a run in Port Marnock on the beach. Do you know what I mean? And like, and that was the other thing. I wasn't eating burgers and chips or like lowering down pints, which is where, mo- like, I was in rehab, actually, with the, with the other lads in rehab. And four of them, they all had decent heart attacks, they said. Do you know what I mean? They were going, <laughs> we had decent heart attacks. We, we, we hit the deck. And they were all going, what happened to you? And I said... I was in Port Marnock and I got a pain in my heart. And that's what happened. I was running along. And this is why it's really good for people to listen to this bit. Because this is a pain. This is a pain that I never felt before. And it wasn't excruciating pain either. Which is also the other telling weird thing. So I'm running along in Port Marnock and my heart rate's going up, as it always mm-hmm. does. And in, in the past, whenever I ran or did exercise, you get a stitch. You know, yeah. if you haven't done it for a little bit. Maybe two weeks, three weeks. And I'd know what a stitch was. And so this, this was totally different. It was a tiny little pulsing beast just to the right of my heart. And it just kept pulsing. As I, as I ran. So I thought, I'll slow down. And then I could feel it, the pulse coming down more and down, more and down more. And I thought, okay, so look, I thought I better, better get that checked, you know. And because I was, I, I was always good at going to doctors, getting checked in, mm. in that sense. Like, you know, if I, you know, whatever was going on, I, I, I'd, I'd want to go. So that pulsing thing was going on and I went in. And, and this is the thing as well. They can't, they cannot uh, spot blocked arteries straight away, right? And yeah. I, I, I thought, oh yeah, they can. Because you can get checked for high cholesterol, yeah? So they can do that in your bloods. And then that's when you should go and get, like, bigger bigger checks, right? But they checked me, you know, uh, checked the bloods. But they gave me x-rays as well. They did uh, various different scans. But they still didn't really spot it, right? And, okay. they were, and I was saying, that's still hurting me. So, so Dr. Rory Hanlon, my heart doctor in BlackRock, who's just brilliant, he goes... Yeah, and I love it. You know when they do, they do that to you, they go, I'm not happy with this, you know? <laughs> and then first of all, he says, and I'm not really happy with you, Jason, either. And I went, what? And he goes, well, do you remember I met you here five years ago, right? And so I had gone to him five years ago for a health check for uh, Australia, right? Okay. I had been running and doing loads of exercise then. And I was going, I don't have high cholesterol, right? And he was going, Jason... Jason, you, you do, you have a bit of high cholesterol there. I need to get a check. I need to get you in for a, for an angiogram so I can see your arteries, right? And I was going, I'm going to Australia. I'll see you later. And, I, and that was this. It was like nearly, nearly like, like years later, I'm sitting in front of him 
And he said to me, this is a great one as well, but doctors, he said, if I can catch you early enough, right, I can change your diet with your cholesterol. If, I, if it's too late again, then I have to give you tablets. If it's late again, then I have to give you stents. If it's late again, then it's open heart surgery. Do you know what I mean? So you can't, so that's why, like people like my dad and everything, uh, you know, in the past, they were all like, oh, I'm not going to a doctor, you know, and, and Irish people do this a lot. This is really odd. People go, I don't want to go to the doctor because I'll, I'll just be wasting their time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or another one is going back in and back in again. Like a lot of lot of Irish people will go, ah, oh, geez, I've already been in there. I'm not annoying them again. But yeah, you, they don't want to be annoying people. But I was in and out about three or four times because they, I just was. They couldn't find what was going on with that 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 pain. Do you know what I mean? So in the end, you had to have surgery then, didn't you? Yeah, so I had the angiogram. That was the big one, right? That's where they, they uh, basically, you know, I was uh, over here in Black Rock and it was a lovely woman and she's a uh, Polish who was operating the angiogram scan. And she goes, she says to me, um, okay, Jason, we're going to get you in here. We're going to inject you. Now you will feel burning inside your body and then you might want to, might want to go for a wee afterwards, <laughs> right? And I was going, what? So because I'm Irish... You know, I panic. I thought my whole body was going to go on fire when they injected me, like <laughs> like something like a lethal injection. So I'm sitting there absolutely terrified. They inject it. It's, you can't feel anything, really. Okay. And then after, so I did say to her, listen, do us a favour. You know, I don't know if you know Irish people, but don't tell them their inside's going to burn. And she goes, what? Well, I didn't really mean burn. I went, yeah, but don't. It doesn't, right? So they went to him. And then I got a call from, the, from, from Rory and he says, uh, you need to come in after the angiogram. He rang me about two or three days later because he only seen the results then. Mm. And he says, you need to come in. And I had uh, three blocked arteries. Uh, and they're not, so they weren't the, main, the big main fellas. Because mm. a lot of time you need open heart surgery after that. And I was going, and I went in and I remember I was in, the, uh, in Vincent's private there in the cardiac unit and uh, Niall Mulvihill was in there then. He's the, the stent surgeon. surgeon. Yeah. He was brilliant as well. And he had his hand on my his hand on my shoulder, which I can still say I I love it when a doctor does that. Do you know when they put their hand on your shoulder yeah. and they just look at you and go, "It's all right, don't worry." Because I got really upset. Yeah, I just broke down. I was going, "But there's nothing wrong with me. Like I I I I look after myself all the time. I as I said, I barely drink. I don't smoke. I said, why do I have three blocked arteries? I, I even my diet. And he goes, it's just your, it's just hereditary, Jason, and mm -hmm. it's so common in Irish males as well. He said it's, uh, they're always in and out of here. And he says, look, you have two seventy percent arteries blocked and one ninety percent blocked, right? And he says the ninety percent one is the one you're feeling, but the two seventy percent I didn't feel at all. The blood will still flow through there, but like not as easy. So in I went. And Niall uh, put me up on the table. And yes, you are awake for this, by the way, which is which is fine. Is that they, terrifying? No, because they give you the fizzy juice is what they call it. Do you know what I mean? It's lovely. They're so nice and they're the girls all in there, all the, the nurses and all. They're going, do you want the fizzy juice? Jason's going, yeah, fizzy <laughs> juice, please. They went, yeah, you'll want that in there. So he goes in. He'll go in. Into, all he does is goes up into your wrist or into, into your leg. And he went in through my wrist. And he's looking and he's putting the stents in. And then so uh, he put in five stents. Right, they're not. You know, there's, there's some of them are backed up, but you know, there's not yeah. five different ones. It's two arteries with five stents, and anyway, he went, he put them in, and then he says, "Do you want to see uh, after? This is amazing." And he goes, "Look, I'll show you on the X-ray, just pre-stents and what you were, what you were suffering." And he could barely see. My heart was pumping away, but just where the arteries were blocked, that you can just barely see the blood. And he goes, "Now watch when I put the stents in," and he put it in, and my heart lit up like a like a Christmas tree. Wow. It, the blood was just going doo, 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 like that, just flying around now and fully open. And I and people listening as well, doesn't hurt. 
like it doesn't hurt. There's like it feels like someone's rummaging around inside you for like only a few seconds, and they're brilliant. They have you. They're talking to you and they have you going, and it's not like high invasive heart surgery, and it's totally fair. And there was elflies in there in their eighties. No bother to them with their flat caps on. <laughs> I was going, what are you? He says, oh, I'm in here now. I'm in here for me 15 stent. Are you? Ah, oh, yeah. And then they're in and they're gone the next day, you know? But it's really important to get checked because that could have killed me. I was just going to say, if you hadn't got stents, yeah. w- w- would it have been very serious? Yeah, it would have completely blocked up. And I, well, most likely, well, the, when mm. I went to rehab, just as, as well, not to scare people, a few of the lads in rehab did have full on heart attacks with fully blocked arteries, but the paramedics got to them on time. And we're able to keep them going till they got them in. And the stent goes in straight away and it just opens the artery. But yeah, um, absolutely. And, and I also said, did I waste my time running and training? What was I doing? I should have just sat on the couch. And he says, no. Uh, uh, Rory Hanlon said, if you had sat on a couch, you wouldn't have been moving, would you? So your heart rate would never have gone up. Your heart rate went really up high and the blood was flying through there. But it was flying through a very narrow bit and it was trying its best. And that's, that's where you felt the pain. Says if you were sitting on the couch, you probably would have just keeled over. And you know what's interesting, Jason? You were saying at one stage when Niall Mulville put his hand on your shoulder, <laughs> oh, which yeah. is lovely, Good that you Niall. got very upset. I mean, d- d- does it make you almost come face to face with your own mortality, with your health? Mm. And has it changed you? Yeah, well, yeah, it ha- yeah, it has. Mm. I mean, people say, does it change the way you live now? But it hasn't changed the way I like my exercise and my diet. That's the same. But my attitude to life is totally different now. Like I, I um, the other one was, the other, the other, like, because I faced death before, like, as in, like, I held my dad's hand when he passed away. But I seen how fast uh, mm. life can leave your body. Like, I watched my dad just die, like, within a matter of seconds in the hospital. And he just went, and you could just see his whole body going down and the life just leaving, just leaving. He'd had a stroke, your dad. Yeah, he'd yeah, had yeah. a stroke, yeah. yeah. And he was just gone. That was it. And, like, all these... Worries that I have about, like, you know, all, all the worries in, in my life and other people's lives. It really, it, look, you can't just say it doesn't matter. Of course it matters, all the worries. They have to be there. Mm-hmm. But some of them, like, they, like, there's really no point. You know what I mean? Like, my dad had that lovely phrase, if you worry, you die. If you don't worry, you die anyway. So why worry? <laughs> and that's what my dad used to do. He used to sit there, he so never lovely. worried about anything. But I, I, I was always a big worrier. And the problem with someone like me and, and a lot of the Irish people is once we fix a worry, we replace a worry with a worry. That's what we do. <laughs> you know what I mean? We just go, that's that grand. Then we go, oh, but what about Margaret? <laughs> like, you know, so I'm now loving the gig. And, you know what I mean? I'm talking on stage. I'm saying, I'm just so happy that I'm, I'm, I'm now alive because death is just, that's it, isn't it? It just, it's just there. And, and, I remember uh, listening to stuff about death. Uh, Alan Watts is another brilliant philosopher guy. He's, he's, he's passed away now, whatever. But he did say, you know, if you can think about life in the way that, if you think your life is so bad and so horrendous, he goes, imagine you died yesterday. And from that point onwards, everything you do mm-hmm. is brilliant. So everything I do now in, in my life, I'm imagining that what if I did keel over in Port Marnock and never, and never, pushed on so everything from then on is is plus so interesting and you also say don't you jason that worrying indicates it's a kind of a god complex what do you mean by that oh worrying about other people oh yeah yeah. oh yeah i learned that off off my therapist who i love bernard oh my god i've got loads of mammy i've got mammies everywhere i've got there yeah then i have nile mulvihill with dr rory handles me other two mammies they're like what and so 
Yeah, she used to uh, say, uh, you know, that, that omnipotent thing, right? Yeah. And I'd never really heard that word. So omnipotent, she goes, yeah, that's like godlike, worrying about everybody else. She goes, who do you think you are, Jason? She goes, what? She goes, literally, you have no business worrying about all these other people. It's not none of your business. You can't change their lives. You can't change this way. It's all about trying to control uh, things in your life so much so that you get into this absolute mess, you know? Yeah. And so the... I try not to worry as much anymore. And I try not to worry about other people because I'm, I'm a real minder. So I'm always worrying about, you know, the children yeah. and whatever and this and that and partners and all and they're all gone. It's okay, we're all right. Yeah, so stop now worrying I'm, about us. I'm now, I'm now doing that selfish thing, which is, which is not selfish, it's just Irish. But I'm just worried about myself. <laughs> when people always go, well, that's very selfish. I was just thinking about yourself, Jason. But that's what I'm doing now, you know. And so, but this is the other thing. What happened was I had the five stents in, right? And now I go and I do a tour in Britain and we've done like whatever, 38 gigs. And I'm in Glasgow and I just didn't feel well. Do you know what I mean? How long after would this roughly be? A year. Okay. So I'm doing my yearly checkup in the in the hospital for the scans yeah. anyway. And uh, to check the stents. And so again, I'm so, I just didn't feel well. Across my chest, I felt a bit weak and everything. And the doctors always said, if you feel like that, just stop. Don't go on stage. Just stop what you're doing. And so I was supposed to go on stage in Glasgow. And that night I had to cancel the gig. I says, I'm not going to do it. I won't do it. And the Glaswegians, you know, they're like us. They're brilliant. Yeah. And I was going, I can't do it. And I got loads of messages going, it's all right, Jason Schubert. Yeah, we'll see you again. No problem. <laughs> so I went into A&E in um, Glasgow. And they were brilliant. They were looking after me so well. And they, so I said, I don't, I have stents. And they were like, got me straight in. They're like, no problem. They get you straight in. Check the bloods. Because when they check your bloods, uh, they can check to see if you've had a heart attack. Because your heart releases this, these chemicals. And it'll tell you that, you, the doctors, that you've had that heart attack. So I didn't have anything like that. They're going, you're totally fine. Went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they said, yeah, yeah. Are you sure? And said, yeah. And he said, and you had to cancel a gig as well, Jason. Right? And I said, yeah. I said, listen, I'll be back. Do you want tickets? And they went, yeah. They said this, right? The nurses. And then they went, do you know Kevin Bridges? They said, to have tickets to him. And I went, what about me? And they went, ah, yeah, we'll see you again. So I came home here, went in, back into, the, into uh, lovely Una, who's Niall Mulvihill's uh, secretary. I thank her so much. Uh, I went in and I got back up on the surgical table. Niall went in, had a look again. And I was doing the Irish thing, the worrying. I thought the five stents were blocked. And then you need open heart surgery because mm. your body will reject, uh, not will, sorry, there's a tiny percentage of people that will reject the stents. And I thought, this is Jason. You know what I mean? I was born with a squint. I, was, I had a dislocated arm. It fell off in the sea. My lungs collapsed when I was younger. My appendix was taken out. My, my knee, the cartilage went to my knee when I was, when I was sat down to go, go to the loo. I was sat down too quick. And real, I said, of course, me, they're blocked up. And Niall went in. He went, Jason, they're fine. You're totally, totally fine. And he said, so there's a part where the stents were in one of the arteries. And he, there was a little bend. And he says, that's just tiny, tiny bit swollen, he said. But it's not uh, life-threatening. And he says, it's really weird that you felt that. He says, you shouldn't have really felt that because it's not that bad. And he says, but always listen to your body. And then this is just so Irish. Like he's in my heart. He's up in my wrist. He's in my heart. And he goes, oh, sure. Well, I'm in here. I might as well throw a stent in. <laughs> so he put in a little tiny little stent. And I didn't feel anything the next day. As in like I was, when I got the five stents, it took a while to recover. I had to like do loads of rehab and everything like that. Because uh, I had like a new body with the blood flowing differently. But this was only a tiny stent. I didn't really, nothing it was fine. And Niall just put it in there while he was in there. Because he says, look, said, said you come back when you're 87. 
I'll just throw <laughs> it in now. And I went, okay, no, brilliant. And then, and then he, he, they're so good. And I said, so can I gig next week? And he said, well, why wouldn't you? Like that. Your grand you only have half a stent. Isn't that great? Now, yeah. your show Unblocked, which we were doing last night in Galway. Yeah. You've kind of been making a laugh about it all, haven't you? And, and your audience, they respond in kind, don't they? They're like, yeah. mind yourself. and Yeah, yeah. They are sitting there like watching me. <laughs> like, it, it, it's so... People... There's more nice people in the world than there is bad. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. definitely. I mean, I have been gigging all over the place, all over the world. There is like hundreds and thousands of people in front of me that I've gigged in front of. And they're so empathetic. You know, there's so, there's so much empathy with them. And like... Yes, when I'm gigging, you can see them watching me. And if I move too fast, you can see the whole crowd going, oh, don't be running around too much. You know, just, you know, you can stand there, Jason. That's fine. We'll listen to you if you just stand there. <laughs> and so they've been, they've been great about that, you know. And I, yes, I did, I, you know, I just talk about the heart with them. And the whole show's not about the heart, by the way. It's just a whole feel that I'm okay now. So that's why I called it Unblocked. You know what I mean? Yeah. That I'm actually totally flowing now and not only in my uh, chest but in my brain as well do you know what I mean that I feel so much better just as a human being now and do you yeah I really do it's really odd that I that you know uh, a long time ago I wouldn't have been given this chance I probably I would have had to have open heart surgery for sure Mm. or I would have been missed you know what I mean I would have just been gone but we're you know the medical world is just doing amazing things and we're just able to live again and again and so I just feel like I've had a, a second go at life, like, you know, and, and there's no better place to be than on the stage making people laugh. And I often thought like, you know, because I've been gigging for 25 years and that was the other thing that was going through my head. I was going, do I want to keep doing this? It's, a, it's, it's very hard, you know. And then I look at like my absolute hero, who's Billy Connolly, you know, mm. and he's still going. He's still talking about the love of laughter. He says there's nothing like it. And he's right. There's nothing like listening to a whole room laughing at what you're saying. And it's much more deeper than that, though. It's that it's not just people laughing at you. It's they get to forget about their lives if it's they're having not, not a good time hmm. for that hour or two hours. Or when someone laughs as well and laughs hard right at that moment, you, it's almost impossible to think of anything bad. You can't think of it in bad. It's just too hard because your body's concentrating on laughing. So I've had so many people come up to me afterwards going, I so needed that, Jason. Oh, my God, you've no idea how much you helped me. And then I had the most beautiful uh, two little ladies in Edinburgh one day. And they were there and it was uh, raining. Imagine rainy Edinburgh. I finished my gig. It's nine o'clock at night. There's two old women with little things around their heads. You know, the rain things. Yeah. And they're holding each other. They're linking each other's arms. And, and they stand there. And they're in their late 70s. And he went, oh, Jason, hello. We just want to say hello. And I went, have you been waiting here in the rain? I didn't even know they were there. And he went, you know, again, the yeah. Scottish, like the Irish, oh, we didn't want to upset you. We just thought we'd say thank you very much for that show. We really loved it. And then she said this. She goes, this is Maureen. And she says, um, her husband died uh, a year ago and she couldn't walk outside the door. She didn't want to do anything. She didn't want to, like, barely eat and all. Yeah. And she said, this is the first outing Maureen has had outside as a, like a social thing and then Maureen looked at me and she went can I just say thank you so much she says I haven't laughed since my husband was alive oh, I know so nice and the three of us then started crying <laughs> me and the two old women and they were right you know the thing when you're crying we're all going laughing crying going oh Jesus look you've got me going they're going I know you've got us going now as well so it's just the power of the of all the, what all the comedians do 
is is just amazing. Does it get easier doing stand up the no. more you do it? No. no, it doesn't get easier. It doesn't get easier, but you do know how to do it more. Do you know it's what I mean? The hardest thing to do is it not to get up and do mm. stand up and do what you do brilliantly, make people laugh. Yeah. But it is a co- it does keep your keep you occupied, you know. I mean, I remember like a lot of a lot of stuff about. I was looking up stuff about like Alzheimer's, and and I was reading up and looking at document. A lot of people say you should learn a, learn an instrument or a language, or just keep reading books. Like my mum does all that kind of stuff. But we have to constantly keep coming up with stand up and new stories. It's like constantly creating. So yeah. I, I feel like that that'll help me in my older age if I just keep going and keep thinking. But it is hard, but. People, and especially Irish people, again, God bless us, and I'm one of them, they always go, but what if you die? Like, as in, like, you, on, on stage, and you, nobody laughs at you. I go, that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> I've been doing it 25 years. That is literally like saying to a heart surgeon, you know, what if they die or you're in surgery? They go, but they're not going to. I'm no. a heart surgeon. I look, I've been doing it for years. <laughs> it so just doesn't happen. We have, like, all different ways. Yeah, I, I stand in different front of different people. Like, I was in Galway last night. They're very different to Kilkenny, very different to Dundalk. And then I was in Glasgow. That's four different chunks of people that laugh at different things. And everyone just wants to laugh as well, well they do want they? to laugh, yeah. And by the way, for like, you know, any other young comics listening or anything like that, or any other actors or anything stuff like that, people always go, oh my God, what if the audience like don't like me? And all? An audience will always go to a, a gig. They, they want you to succeed. There isn't an audience in the world that go, I hope this is rubbish. <laughs> I hope this is rubbish. They want you to, they go, they go oh, Oh my God, this is going to be great. This is going to be great. Now there's tickets available, which is brilliant for, I think, Hotel Kilmore Cavan on January the 21st, in the Midlands Park Hotel in Leash on February the 4th, the National Opera House in Wexford on February the 25th, and the Everyman in Cork on February the 26th for your brilliant show, Unblocked, and all dates are on jasonburn.ie. Yeah, have a look at that. And then the Jason Byrne is the Instagrams and the Facebooks and that look. So I keep throwing up stuff up there. Yeah, and they're hilarious. But Jason, you look really healthy. Thanks so much for coming in live to me this morning. Yeah, Stay well. Well, I'm just beside BlackRock. I might pop into Rory. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. Thanks, Stay Miriam. being healthy. We'll take a break. You can text to, to 51551. Lots of lovely reactions. Jason, I'll bring you to Dave in Wexford, who's only 47, says, Great to hear Jason on. Raising awareness. I'm just out of hospital after the same procedure. My second time in. He's 47. One more. Tell Jason, Miriam, I'm going to stop wearing right now. All in capitals. Bravo. Great advice. That's from Ginny. 